0: My name is Michael Wilson, and I am decidedly not the fastest man alive. I am, to most people, just an ordinary film lover, but secretly with the help of some of my friends, I analyze films in depth and bring them to you in podcast form. We are The Silver Screen Podcast. Welcome. And today, if you hadn't guessed by all of the social media posts and the hints that we've been dropping, we are going to be doing a very special episode uh, in honor of the upcoming movie, The Flash. Uh, which seems to be adapting the Flashpoint storyline, we are going to be looking at two things, well, three kind of things. Uh, The original Flashpoint story that uh, happened in comics, the movie adaptation, Justice League, the Flashpoint paradox, and season three, episode one of the Flash TV series entitled Flashpoint, Uh, since all three adapted the same story, and it looks like that's what the film's going to do as well. Uh, Before I go any further, I couldn't do this alone, and I am joined by my uh, faithful comic book sidekick, Toby. Welcome back.
1: (laughs) Hi. I don't have a catchy catchphrase.
0: But I'm here anyway. <laughs> Catchy catchphrase. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you can be, you can be my kid flash during this <laughs> review, Then maybe. Oh but. no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So. Um... Before we go uh, much further, I did want to say there are going to be mild, speculative, possible spoilers for the Flash movie uh, because I do want to kind of explore things that the movie might do. But it will entirely be based on things that I've seen in the trailer. I don't know anything in advance at this point uh, when we're recording. I haven't seen anything. I've just literally seen the trailers and uh, trying to base it off that what we what we might uh, can you know decipher that they're doing that uh, adapts Flashpoint as it certainly seems to be. Um, but yeah, ultimately we're here to look at those things. So. Uh, Toby, any initial thoughts before we dive straight in with our first thing?
1: <laughs> any initial thoughts? No, it, it, but it, let's just say it was really fun to just have multiple things to look at and compare. Mm. And it was different from the usual.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely. So and it's uh... definitely
1: a fun change of pace.
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the film adapts it, because like I said, it's definitely adapting a version of this story, but I feel like, yeah, in terms of the comic and the animated movie are basically the same thing. Then the TV series did something completely different, and now the film's going to do something different again, but it's all the same story, so it's going to be interesting to see. Um, awesome. Well, uh, if, uh, if that's all, then we'll jump first uh, in with Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox for our first review uh you'll probably have noticed that i don't have my usual sidekick dk with me here today he's off having some family time uh, so in the absence of dk it falls to me to do the behind the scenes section so i'm gonna play some nice uh, superheroic acoustic music and give you probably way too much information but i do have some behind the scenes for uh, the animated movie so first of all Uh, In the comics, after Flash undoes the alteration to the timeline, he encounters Pandora who guides him in reshaping the timeline. This reshaping led to the DC Comics reboot known as the New 52. Although that sequence is omitted from the film, both Flash and Batman are seen in their New 52 outfits in the final scene of the film more about all that later. <laughs> this film acts as the first installment of what became called the DC Animated Movie Universe, a new series of DC animated films that are set in the New 52 and take place in the same universe. The kind of the animated equivalent of that. The voice of Superman in this film is played by Sam Daly. Sam's father, Tim Daly, previously voiced Superman in the animated TV series and various DC animated movies. Ha. Huh. Some elements of Flashpoint were changed for the movie. The most noticeable is the end fight. In the comics, it's Enchantress who portrays Flash, kills Captain Thunder, aka Shazam, and is defeated by Superman. In the movie, Wonder Woman kills Captain Thunder and Aquaman kills Cyborg, only to get his arm sliced off by Superman and killed by Wonder Woman. Lots happens in that final battle. Um, The film features a number of cameos, including, but not limited to, both versions of Aqualad, Ocean Master, Clayface, Icicle, Goldface, plus references to Captain Singh, Wally West, Dick Grayson and Harvey Dent on top of many others. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we could be here all day listing it, but uh, we were just saying before recording, if you have a favourite character in DC, no matter how obscure, they probably turn up somewhere. (laughs) Uh, At the beginning of the film, Barry is seen running toward the front door of his home. His home is drawn to look exactly like the home of Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Marty, as you know, also inadvertently ruined his timeline and was forced to go back and repair the damage to set things right. And finally, it is implied that the alternate timeline's Joker is Martha Wayne, driven insane by her son Bruce's death. As I think we picked up on, it's less than subtle, shall we say, in the movie with the, with that scene when we go to the flashback. So, ha, huh, that's all I have on this particular uh, Flashpoint adaptation, the animated movie. Anything there that was uh, shocking to to learn for you, Toby? No, but I do have one extra fact. Oh, go two, go for it! Yeah,
1: always. Two two of the voice actors are also in Grey's Anatomy.
0: <laughs> Which ones? Out of curiosity, then. Uh,
1: the Flash, Barry Allen. Okay. Uh, and Thomas Vane. Ah, okay. Both cool. main characters on Grey's Anatomy. Oh,
0: <laughs> one is not anymore on the show. Fair enough. Awesome. Well, everyone's very good in this, as as we'll get to, because I did want to to uh, talk about the acting as as one of the things. Uh, I, I always say this, but if you are new to us, we basically we don't do a kind of recap because it's assumed that you've seen the uh, the movie or you'll be able to get context. But we basically break down our review into sections. Uh, like writing or plot then direction acting uh visual effects music and sound etc uh with our review dotting about all over the place just talking about whatever kind of uh, becomes relevant to us to discuss and uh yeah we kind of have that loose structure that way but it seems to work so with that in mind um i did want to change things around a little bit and i wanted to first talk about the writing and the plot of this movie since it seems perhaps the most important thing and uh Yeah, Toby, did you have anything you wanted to start us with with regard to the writing or perhaps comparisons to the Flashpoint comic books even?
1: Um, I mean, we we already talked about this before the recording. It's basically the same. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Except for some things. Uh, I can can name one thing that I noticed was different and it was the first Superman sequence um, where they escaped on this tunnel and Outside and there are all these military guys. It is mm. way better in the movie than in the comic because in the comic it's really quickly handled in like two three panels, and mm. that's it. Uh, and the movie does kind of the same, changes it up a little bit without they they throw out the side character uh, that rescues them because nobody needed. That side character Superman just rescues them and then goes away. But we get all the nuance to Superman's character as well without any of the unnecessary
0: stuff. Yeah, way better. I did notice as well that there is one point from the comic which it's probably good that it got cut because um, they mention in the comics that when they go to Project Superman, there are three uh, specimens that are there. Which presumably is Superman, Supergirl, and then they find a canine skeleton, which I'm guessing was Crypto, but that's really dark. So I'm kind of, I can imagine that's why they decided to leave that out. Like nobody wants to see a dead dog, basically. So yeah, (laughs) it was uh, noticeably absent from the movie version. But yeah, it's interesting that that's that's the first thing you bring up because that's something that it seems like they're going to be adapting relatively faithfully in the movie, only with Supergirl in place of Superman. like I said from what we've seen in the trailers it looks like Barry you know does the usual the, the key thing of going back in time and saving his mom and creates basically a world without any meta-humans which does still have a Batman because he's not super powered um, but that it seems like the government have this sort of Kryptonian project that they've kept sort of hidden away only in this case like I said it's Supergirl who that they free and uh, you know that gets that particular plot out of your way and uh, yeah it's, it's interesting that they decided to do that Obviously. I'm, I'm assuming that's because of this whole, you know, mess that's going on with Henry Cavill and everything. And <laughs> is he or isn't he Superman? So it avoids having to deal with that issue, uh, whilst also introducing Supergirl. If you're a fan, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's weird that they kept that part. But um, it seems like again, they 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 also keep the sort of altered Batman, but it's not Thomas Wayne, which I think a lot of people are disappointed about because everybody really loves that alternate version, and you can see how it captured the imagination. But in the film, obviously, they're doing it's the Michael Keaton, Tim Burton, Batman. so you know, you, you, you lose one thing and gain something, perhaps.
1: So, yeah. I mean, uh, from the looks of the trailer, it looks like they are actually putting also the thought onto Supergirl, so they are giving hmm. her proper character because oh, the, yeah, comic, yes. the comic just does not, does nothing with Superman, really, mostly, yeah, and the movie corrects that not by adding a lot of stuff but just extending the scenes that Superman is in and giving it more depth with that and I think the the first sequence where they are outside um, really shows that.
0: Yeah I just I was personally always kind of fascinated with that being the idea that in this timeline you know they do the thing of he didn't crash and get raised by the Kents but he crashed and caused a horrible disaster and then he's been kept you know, away from the sun, so he's this kind of emaciated thing that's never had any human contact, and yet, like I said, they kind of don't believe he's he's the most powerful being, and then he gets to the surface, and suddenly these immense powers come on him, and it's like, okay, all right, I see what's happening here. So it's an interesting way of looking at it, but I did like that, I think it's in the movie, but rather than the comic, but that Cyborg points out, you know, it doesn't matter where he was raised, we know that Superman is ultimately good, and he will kind of save everything. Um, and he does try. I mean, he comes in for a heroic kind of last attempt. I think during the fight, but yeah, he, he's less than effective, shall we say? Unfortunately. Yeah. But, uh, I, I don't know if if it's said like that in comic, but I
1: definitely this nuance is definitely in the comic as well. I know that. Yeah. I don't know if it's just as much pointed out or more hinted at, because the comics comic really just hints at stuff with Superman and love. Well. and yeah, the movie yeah. Well, makes it a bit a bit more clearer, which i think it's good because i didn't get this nuance just out of the comic i yeah. only got it afterwards and then i looked at the comic because it was like this is different and then i got it and then
0: yeah okay that's
1: i think it's one of those course. things
0: where if you uh, it, as we were discussing sort of off air there were so many tie-ins that gave a little bit more depth to stuff and i think that's one of the cases where if you'd read world of flashpoint featuring superman it would perhaps have given you a bit more of that depth as to what they were trying to say and what his role is but ultimately as you know if you've watched the film and read the comic the the primary focus is it's wonder woman and aquaman that have kind of changed everything and they're at war and that's the huge clash and then obviously batman's important because it's Batman and it's DC. He can't not be important, it seems. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, again, it's a really cool idea that everybody immediately latched onto this concept of, oh, how weird would it be if it was Bruce that was killed and his dad became Batman, but he was a way more brutal Batman and he uses guns and he breaks fingers <laughs> and everything. So yeah, and uh, yeah, it it, it's, it is interesting and it's yeah, it's, it's telling that I think that's the thing that's I think stayed around the most. Like, if you play any of the video games, the alternate costumes are all, like, Flashpoint Batman and stuff. And, uh, yeah, Mm. it's weird for a story that's ultimately the Flash's story that Batman kind of was the most important character. And it seems like, again, the movie is going to do much the same, and uh, it's more of a Batman film. But, you know, given the lead actor, maybe that's a good thing. Who knows? uh, Yeah.
1: uh, It's definitely interesting what they did with Batman. Um, I think it needs a little leap of logic to get into that uh, stuff into Batman in the movie and in the comic, but I think once you just let, let yourself get into his I think it's really interesting and
0: good. Yeah, yeah I will say it uh, It kind of bugs me that, that the kind of the big central end moment of delivering the letter to Bruce from his dad it's really sweet and everything, but to me, to my sort of weird nerd brain I'm just like, well that shouldn't exist yeah. <laughs> That letter just shouldn't be there. (laughs) Okay, but I just thought it was a really sweet moment and and I liked it a lot. Oh, yeah, I forgive it because it's such a sweet moment and it's like, you know, we don't really care about the logic of it so much as the emotion, but there is still a part of my nerd brain that's like, hang on, what? (laughs) Um, But then again, I I mean, they they do also explain that The Flash still has all the memories and everything as well, which is really sweet when they explain that, um, or maybe it's a gift, Barry, that you remember that life with your mum now and everything, so... Yeah, I guess it's the same.
1: <laughs> what What I didn't
0: really like, and I think it was...
1: In, I don't even know if this was in the movie, but it was in the comic, um, where Batman basically says he doesn't care about the word Gotham at all. Hmm. And I thought this was odd. Like, he's more brutal and everything. Get behind it. Okay, but he doesn't care at all. Then I asked myself, then why do all this stuff?
0: Yeah, It was was a little bit odd. It's kind of implied that he just enjoys the, like, he's kind of in much the same way as, like, Martha was driven mad and kind of became the Joker. I think his is just, like, he took all of his pain and made it into, like, I'm just going to use it to beat up criminals and be really brutal and it's he doesn't necessarily care about like the justice of it or the morality as shown by him just throwing yo-yo off a building in both versions just you know i oh, should have let her hit the ground i don't care kind of thing so i don't think it's so much you know a crusade for right and wrong so much as i just enjoy beating people up because i'm in pain and why not kind of thing um but I do think as well at a certain point when he realizes like this altered timeline and that Flash can change it, he immediately just resigns himself to okay, let's change everything back to Bruce being alive again, and yeah. I don't really care what else happens.
1: Yeah, that again, I really liked. That was that hmm. was I really liked that thing that he was really on board with. Okay, let's change it. Let's do that. I think this yeah. really fit. This would also really fit the um, original Batman. So. I thought this was a seminarity that I really liked to see again.
0: Hmm. I do like whenever they bring up that, like the, the, the original, as you said, the, the Bruce Wayne Batman, because there's a really cool moment that I think is in both, as I remember correctly, where they're trying to get everybody on board, but they all say they'll only do it if Batman does it and he's kind of standing there, you know, he's not having any of it. And then Flash just says, Bruce would have come. And that's the prompt that Thomas needs to be like, all right, I'll follow you then. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Yeah, before uh, we go any further, we really should uh, deal with the primary thing, which is the one thing that's the same in all versions of Flashpoint, which is the this is all kicked off by Barry basically deciding to go back in time for one reason or another and save his mum, who, as we now know, was killed by the reverse Flash, a.k.a. Thorne, a.k.a. Professor Zoom, at some point in the past, so... Yeah, it's such a cool central idea that we're so used to, I think, being like nerds who watch time travel stuff. But it, it's still such a cool concept of like the butterfly effect type thing of I'll oh, change the past and make everything happy, but then the entire world just falls apart horribly. Um, you know, careful what you wish for kind of thing. I think uh, in the movie, they actually have the reverse flash. say it's like a reverse, it's a wonderful life. Uh, that might be actually the TV show, I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, I was like, that's a really weird way and like an interesting way of putting it that you've like, You've changed everything, but it's actually far worse now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what what do you think about that idea anyway? Then, to be about like uh, the Flash going back and trying to save his mom because it's it's really noble, but it's clearly a huge mistake. You know, it's it's a it's, it's a great idea to
1: do a story around it. Um, mm. I mean, it's not the most original idea going back in time, and you know, <laughs> back to the, back to the future. And... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's right. but I think it's definitely a good idea to just do it with the Flash. It's a great idea. It's a, it, it's it's a good idea to restart a universe. I think also.
0: But I I did find it interesting that like when Barry wakes up in this new world, it's not an immediate sort of oh what's happened. He you see that the cool first touch is like Citizen Cold being Central City's hero, and he's obviously you know fooled people. And the Flash doesn't like that idea. Now it's a Cold Museum instead of a Flash Museum, and there's no rogues and. He's surprised to learn all about the war and his mum gives him that exposition about how things have changed. And I really like the idea that the way he says it, that he learns about the sort of change is like, oh, um, I'm the Flash. Who's the Flash? A superhero, you know, like Superman. Who's Superman? Oh, well, you know, maybe like Batman. Oh, I know who Batman is. So it's kind of like we've already established who exists and who doesn't in this world via that dialogue, which is really cool. (laughs) In terms of plot as well, what did you think about this idea that um, Atlantis and the Amazons have gone to war? The Amazons have taken over Great Britain, which I'm not happy about, by the way. <laughs> so so we've, we've become new Themyscira now. We're uh, you know, Amazon-controlled over here. And uh, the Atlantis have sank most of Western Europe, unfortunately. Um, and it's revealed by flashbacks that this is all because... Aquaman and Wonder Woman had a bit of a fling. Mira saw and wasn't happy about it, that being Aquaman's like wife. Mira tried to assassinate Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman killed her first, and that kind of sparked this huge epic war that's now gone way overboard. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, what did you think of all that?
1: I mean, I don't really have a lot of positive or negative thoughts about it. I just, I just think it's a fun idea, and why not go for it?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it is, it, yeah. It, it, makes, it makes vaguely sense. You know, you have to, again just let yourself get into it but it's a fun idea it's a fun idea why
0: not why not yeah I think the same I'm kind of it's one of those things that you can kind of get the impression like if they were told the brief was to basically create an altered world that where everything's gone wrong so that they can then you know give you the new 52 timeline at the end of it when it's repaired and you know why not go a little bit crazy and be like well we can make anything we want to make this new world be disastrous and yet we need a place for all the heroes so yeah why not have two of the justice league have a world destroying war with each other you know so yeah it's uh, it works i think really well and uh the motivation makes sense as well like i said the whole yeah. um you know wonder woman killing mira then wearing her helmet is a pretty sort of like oof, no wonder aquaman was pretty annoyed with you you know um yeah i like it um let's see where were we so obviously we have the kind of explanation that bruce died and thomas wayne lived and immediately sort of see that he's a very different batman like i said because he starts breaking flash's fingers and saying like I used to be a doctor. I can use surgical instruments and everything on you. And yeah, I think in the comic he says, like, I'm not the hero because when I first met Barry Allen, I basically almost killed him. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, no shit, you really did. Uh, yeah, you weren't a good guy. And that's after we've already seen him, like I said, almost throw you yo to a death off a building. So, yeah, this isn't Bruce Wayne that we're used to. <laughs> so yeah. uh, how did you react to that when you saw Batman acting kind of differently? Were you kind of thrown by that or...? or not so much.
1: Um, I wasn't really because I think the the, the, the conflict of violent nature in, in Batman, I mean, mm. I don't know how much it is a, a talking point in comic thing, but it's it's a huge talking point in, in film Twitter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're
1: bitch, bitching about this stuff constantly. Glad I'm yeah. not a part of this anymore. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
1: but and- I still remember that this was like a huge talking point where people discussing about like I think it was the Nolan films that mm. um, I mean like a yeah. resurgence of people watching this and reacting to it and huge discussions and so so I wasn't really surprised by this because it was a possibility that was always discussed. Sp- so.
0: Yeah, I see what you mean, because a lot of the times in the movies, there is that, it, it becomes a whole discourse about, well, Batman should never kill and everything. Yeah. Um. So having seen the live-action movies, I probably wouldn't be that shocking to you if this was the Bruce Wayne Batman. I think it only really works if you know the kind of the comic book version and how different and surprising it would be, I guess, in that regard. But I can see why that wouldn't necessarily look any different to you of, of watching like the Nolan films and the Zack Snyder films, or even the, you know, Batman Returns when he's throwing... Bombs at a clown and then kicking him down the sewer kind of thing. So, yeah, I get what I you're mean, saying.
1: I, I would say it, it's only really shocking if you only know the comic version, because if you mm. know both, then then you yeah. are prepared to have this as a possibility. So you you just yeah. go, oh, okay, they're doing this. Okay,
0: yeah, you accept it it's only off. if you definitely.
1: really only know the comics that that you can go. Oh, that's a little bit shocking. That's a little bit completely off. Um,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: That's fair enough. Because I know Um, a good part of Batman comics because I started reading DC comics lately.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's really good. Because Well, even then, there are some, if you look at things like um, the Elseworlds versions, especially the likes of the Dark Knight uh, Returns and stuff, where Batman gets quite dark in places, you know? So I can see why that would be the case. Like you said, it's just an alternate version, so it's probably not that shocking. But i think that was that you know you were supposed to be a little especially considering like i said this is the animated universe and we'd previously we'd heard because they use kevin conroy r.i.p to, to voice the original batman so i think it was kind of uh supposed to be you know that you you established that as being your world's batman first and then you're shocked when this guy acts very differently and yeah, sounds different obviously as well but uh, anyway um so then uh, the film and the comic both basically just Get into throwing a whole load of cameos at you all at once. Uh, I noticed Steve Trevor obviously is killed by Diana as a sort of horrible irony. Um, you know, you get the, the Ravager ship with the Deathstroke and Lex Luthor, Ocean Man, Black, Man, Black Panther, Clayface, Vixen. <laughs> Were there any cameos that particularly appealed to you? Because I'll be honest, I was just glazing over at this point. I was like, yeah, all right, more characters. <laughs>
1: No, I, I I couldn't really put the mental energy into looking at each cameo and <laughs> stopping and going,
0: Yeah, where are yeah, we coming same because where is yeah.
1: this going? What is this character about? What are the exact changes? No, I just go, Okay, cool. Moving
0: yeah, on. I was much the same, which is probably why I wasn't that fussed about all of the spin off comics and stuff because they're not important at the end of the day. It's just kind of like, All right. <laughs> They're fighting each other Some are on some side, some are on the other And I recognise the odd one And then there's some that you don't recognise I did like, like I said, when they do something clever with it Like having it be Steve Trevor That's trying to break into the you know, the Amazon's lines And then basically Wonder Woman has to torture and kill him Because you know their kind of relationship in the main timeline So that's an extra kind of layer of Ooh, that's horrible <laughs> um, But then yeah, when you get to the ship And it's just like random characters fighting each other it's not all that important is it really um cool uh, i really do like the idea that they try to recreate the lightning strike that gave barry his powers but i especially like that it just fails horribly the first time i don't know why maybe i'm sadistic but it was just like i always hate when these things are too easy so i kind of like that he tried it at first and just ended up with third degree burns and like horribly injured <laughs> it's like that would be what would happen you know it wouldn't just immediately work out <laughs> Were you surprised to see that happen? Did you think it was all going to work out for him uh, easily enough or not?
1: <laughs> it, I think it was a little surprising. For sure. It was a little surprising. Uh, I, I really, really like how uh, Batman is, is just out after very much the second time, like, you're crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're completely crazy. Like, like the first time was crazy. Second time, yeah. no. <laughs> this is completely.
0: Yeah. It's so good. There's a line in the um, in the film that's not in the comic as well when he's like, you're crazy, you can't want to try this again. And it's like, what happens if you just set on fire again and the Flash just goes, well, this time put the flames out faster. <laughs> just like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, it's it, I mean, it works the second time, thankfully, but still. Yeah, and thankfully, his healing it's healing. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> things are dark but not that dark but uh, yeah that's fair enough. Um, I did make a note of one particular line that I thought was quite interesting in relation to the upcoming movie. Uh, When like, I love the idea that the Flash basically goes to get his costume out of the ring and it's the reverse Flash costume, the yellow one, because the reverse Flash is like taunting him so they say Um, but then Batman gives him that costume to put on and just says well you need a costume and I'm not about to loan you one of mine because in the new movie that's literally what happens. (laughs) Like the Flash just spray paints an old Batsuit you can see in the trailer, he's just spray-painted over the Michael Keaton Batman suit with the Flash logo and red where it used to be black and stuff. He's even like pulled the little ears off the cowl. So I'm like, it's funny that you included that line without knowing that eventually there's going to be a version that does just steal a Batman suit. (laughs) But uh, yeah... And it was, it was a nice touch that he, uh, you know, altered it from the the yellow suit to the red one to give him his suit back. What don't you think about this idea that um, Hal Jordan kind of comes into things as being important, but not because he's the Green Lantern, he's just kind of, he's firing a missile that in the comics is called the Green Arrow, just so you can get another Sly reference in there. Um, but he's like sort of uh, going to deliver the final blow to them and to try to save the human world, I guess, and... Uh, it seemed very weirdly left field for me it didn't really have anything to do with anything other than like i said yeah. just like oh we need another justice league member to see where they are now
1: i was so confused at first i just thought, right what why what is going on
0: yeah i mean i get and it they basically they're basically trying to say that there's an epic three-way kind of final fight where it's the amazons versus the atlanteans and then humanity trying to save themselves as well and they've all basically got their own versions of doomsday weapons but it still just felt a little bit like overkill to me <laughs> like yeah. all right we get it you know things are going bad <laughs> whatever um, yeah. one
1: one little change i also noticed was and that's very minor uh in in the comic the 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 hangar with the plane was open in the movie, it was closed. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I moved well, this bit, but I just
0: noticed. there is another change actually, which again it's really weird that they decided to do it because in the in the comic it's just an, a modified plane, which they don't explain how they've done it. It's just it's a regular human plane with this green arrow missile on. But in the movie, they actually say that they took uh, the alien spaceship that Abin was in, him being the the like original Green Lantern that gives Harley's powers in the comics. So in the cartoon, he, he in the film, sorry, he's actually he's flying a spaceship rather than just a modified F-15 or whatever. So I was like, oh, that's an interesting change, but it doesn't seem to have any reason for it other than why not, you know? Um, I was rolling my eyes because I really didn't need the, like I said, when they're trying to throw in as many kind of references to the heroes, you know, that I really didn't need him to be like, they call this missile the Green Arrow, never misses its target. I was like, ugh. Uh, <laughs> Did you really need to do that just to try and involve the Green Arrow, even though you're not in any way? <laughs> All right, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, I mean um, this story
1: is not a huge offender of this, but don't get me started on huge monologues that nobody needs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Comic monologues. Yeah, I actually... No. I'll, I'll get to it, but I actually like most of the monologues in this story. But yeah, often in comics, you will get a long one that's like, all right, get on with it. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't
1: remember one that is like hugely long in this one.
0: No. Like, the, the,
1: I think short uh, ones and that, that's fine. But if it's like yeah. four pages of monologue and... And like one page of this is just a recap. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Know. I d- I did like as well. This is only in the animated film, but I did like that Batman says, "If you want me on your little Suicide Squad, because yeah. all right." <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Even though I didn't like Batman the uh, <laughs> I didn't like the Green Arrow reference in the comic, I did kind of like the Suicide Squad reference here because it kind of fit. Um, I mean, it's accurate. <laughs> it is accurate. Yeah, I did like as well that um, when they go to Project Superman that his rocket that he flew to Earth in is the kind of Superman colours, the blue and red, uh, because his costume really hasn't got any of that colour. Although it does look similar to the new Supergirl costume in that it's got the kind of entire top bit is like one colour compared to the rest of it. But yeah, and uh, it's so horrific when you see the kind of failed clones of Superman that they've been trying to do. And I was like, ooh, shades of uh, like an alien movie or something here, but thankfully they don't get too far into that. Um, Yeah. I, I love all of the times, just talking about the plot, all the times that the Flash kind of sees flashes of the two timelines and the way that it uses that emphasise, like, I'm forgetting reality that I know and this one's overwriting it and I can't forget. And then often you'll have Thomas Wayne saying, don't forget my son and whatever. So I appreciated that and I thought the way it was animated in, it's like, uh, you know, these flashes was really well done as well. I think it was funny that they talk about um, using the bat plane and it's just a regular plane with a bar in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you know, your Batman's probably not having to ferry high rollers from casinos and stuff.
1: Also, also yeah. I, I really loved it. I don't know if it's in the comic because I didn't check back. I mean, the, the first half is in the comic, but I don't know if the back half is in the comic. Um, when Flash wakes up, it's, you know, we see this headline, news headline, mm. like, uh doomsday world at war something like that i don't know yeah, yeah yeah and and when he wakes up the second time in the movie the, it's it's just it's just a financial crisis <laughs> it's just
0: yeah something. he he sees yeah. the same thing and then it focuses it sort of pans out when it says budget doomsday world at brink of financial war or something and it's just kind of. <laughs> i thought it was so funny yeah that's not in the it's comic so far
1: apart, it is and it's a really good joke
0: yeah. No, the comic does do the thing of him like waking up and he's in the, um, you know, he, he's in his lab or whatever in the police station and then decides, you know, oh, well, life's too short. I'm just going to leave early and go see Iris or whatever. But yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Um, I do like in, in all the versions, but uh, as I say, Fred primarily we're dealing with the, the comic and the animated film when Thorne basically reveals to Barry that he's the one that changed the timeline because obviously he's already aware of that in the tv show but here he doesn't seem to remember so Thorne really revels in like telling him like oh it's you that did this you created this kind of time boom that broke the time barrier and shattered everything um you know I, I can I can buy the explanation even though it's probably nonsense but I'm like all right <laughs> whatever sounds good <laughs>
1: yeah one little thing um when when the reverse flash is basically saying what the flash has done Mm. uh he he adds in the movie this little nuance not only that he changed the timeline but that he changed the timeline from this exactly there Mm. are examples of like you could have i don't know yeah i don't know what the examples are you could have done other oh i don't
0: (laughs) Uh, We'll get to that, because that's uh, that's something I wanted to, I I will bring up later, but I do like that line. I know what you mean. He's like, you you, you could have done anything, you could have changed time for the better, but you had to to save your mom, and that was supremely selfish of you when you think about all the good you could have done. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: And and, and the comic just rests on the idea of, you change time, this is bad. And the movie adds this little nuance that I think makes it better.
0: Yeah, because it shows that he's, you know, he's that it's Thorn doing what he does, which is getting right to the core. Because he even taunts Barry at the start of the movie about like I've killed all the people you care about, kind of thing. Because that guy, he, he's mean. <laughs> the Reverse yeah. Flash, you know. Um, awesome, cool. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the direction of the animated uh, movie. Then, first of all, I want to say that um, I really love the animation style. It's to me, it seems almost anime style. Yeah, I um, it's that as well. I was like, yeah.
1: The Very first scene, I, I, I said, I was like, Oh, this is gonna be good because yeah. I noticed I was immediately, Oh, this looks like an anime, yeah, really. exactly. And yeah, I was, this is gonna be good. Uh, and Definitely. it was, <clears throat> yeah. I do yeah. think, um, there was a little bit of a lack of imagination in
0: fighting choreos. I feel like it was a little bit stale oh. at times, okay. I mean, I, I don't know if I would agree with that because I loved. I mean, there wasn't that much. Uh, by the end fight, I was kind of glazed over, but the intro fight, when it's the it's the proper timeline, and it's basically the um, they've they've planted bombs, or the Reverse Flash has planted bombs on all of the Rogues, and then the various Justice League have to deal with it in their own ways. I really thought that fight was excellent because it's cool seeing that they uh, they do all deal with it their own way. Like Superman just holds it because he can just contain the explosion, and Green Lantern sort of flies to space and puts Batman in a bubble so he can dismantle it, and. Uh, I forget what else there's all kinds of like different people doing different things and I was like I really love the way this plays out and uh you know everybody gets to show who they are like the Green Lantern shows that he's close to the Flash with a little joke to him and the Flash points out that like the reverse Flash has no imagination because he can you know vibrate the molecules and then trap him as well or whatever so I was like this is a really good like even though it's not connected to the the Flashpoint plot and it's nowhere in the comic it's like a little sort of mini episode of one of the Justice League cartoons and I really thought it was good um yeah what did you think about
1: that I think it was all right um uh, yeah. I but in the, the end in this whole battle it was a lot of shooting mm. yeah was, I don't know I I just I just like physical fight seats I just want people to just fight and you know yeah. swords or something and
0: I know what you mean to jump to jump to the end fight it really is there's just for yeah. me there's just too much going on like there's parts that you can appreciate because they be, they are important and they emphasize it so like wonder woman killing young like 11 year old billy batson is really horrible so both the comic and the film emphasize like oh she just killed a kid that's <laughs> ouch you know so that becomes important or when batman kills the reverse flash which is two different ways like he shoots him and then it's revealed in a really cool scene through the whole in the animated film, but he actually just stabs him with Wonder Woman's sword in the comic. So it's completely different. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciated what they did with the stylization of the animation there. Like the way he, the flashes, the reverse flashes bragging, then gets a whole shot in him. And then you just, the camera shows Batman behind the hole. It's, it's really cool. Um, yeah. I did also like, in terms of talking about physical fights, I thought it was a good fight when you saw Flashpoint Batman fighting Yoyo yo on that rooftop. Cause uh they were yeah. it seemed to be, you know, because it was one-on-one and they were using her yo-yo and stuff, it seemed like it you could follow it. And I was genuinely shocked when he just threw her off the roof. I was like, Oh crap. I was I thought he was gonna like catch her and be like, Oh, I was yeah, uh, you know, I would never would, but I'll torture you kind of thing. And I was quite shocked when he just left her for cyborg, and then that funny joke of like cyborg, I surrender, yeah. Yeah, probably a wise decision, you know, kind of thing. Um, that was really cool. Uh what did you think about the way that it shows you the backstory of the world in flashbacks? Because I really liked, like I said, that um, it shows you like the the death of uh, Bruce Wayne and then what happens to both of his parents. Because, again, it's not part of the main comic, but I really like that idea that Martha Wayne just became the Joker in this world. And you see her like, you know, putting her bloodied hand over her mouth and it makes the smile and she just laughs. And that was really cool for me. <laughs>
1: I I like that as well. Um, if we're already going with the way Batman is in this um, universe, I think it, it does make sense to go to similar direction with yeah Papa. yeah. I mean, yeah. it would be a little weird if she's just not perfect
0: at all. <laughs> yeah well i mean she could have been killed in theory it could have been like well bruce and his mom were killed and his dad survived yeah i think it's a really interesting take to be like no his mom survived and she's now his arch enemy kind of thing you know also get the great i forget what it's in reference to but there's a great line when thomas says to barry you'd be surprised at the monsters this world can create and he's like looking at the joker playing cards at the time and i'm like "Oof, all right i get it (laughs) um I love, love, love the animation when uh, we, we talked about the experiment to give Barrier's powers. It failed the first time. But the second time, when it works, the way that the movie sort of goes into slow mo and shows you the, the kind of flash time and everything, I really liked the way that was done. Um, and anytime it does that kinetic thing that happens in anime when it's just like lines going behind somebody, I think it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Yeah, that's not really much else. I don't think that I've got other than I've I've already talked about the reveal of Batman, and then you already said like the the funny like waking up in the same way and seeing the headline, except it's not quite the same. (laughs) So yeah, awesome. Uh, Anything that you can think of to do with the direction of the movie? No,
1: I think I said I I said what my main problem was. It was really towards the end. It was got quite unimaginative with the type career. It was a lot of just shooting out of uh, par yeah. and something else and
0: yeah I, I think it's part part it's part of an, a, an issue that I have with it overall is in that there's just too many characters like I get that it's supposed to be the entire world's changed and you need to see the stakes of that because everybody's affected but when you take that to a battle and you've got a fight which has you know hundreds of people in it you can't focus on what's happening unless, it, like I said, it specifically tells you to focus on Wonder Woman killing the kid or Cyborg getting his heart exposed and almost ripped out and stuff. And it's like little moments that you can cut to, but the fight overall, you just, you can't follow really. So I get what you're saying definitely for that one.
1: I, I don't even think it was necessary. Like I think what was necessary was to show alternative versions of everyone that was in the prologue. That makes sense. Yeah. But for a lot of, especially in the movie, that's just like, oh, we're, we're starting something here. Yeah? It's like starting off an animated universe. You don't need to show everyone, one, like, why? Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, especially,
0: especially when and you're just is, wiping out that universe anyway. Like I said, because it's like, well, why would I care? You know, it, he's yeah. undoing it, so uh, why would it matter? You know, <laughs> um, yeah, I get. What
1: you're, and yeah. in theory, there's no before version to compare it to in this. Yeah. Idea. Except the people in the prologue. There you have a compared version. That makes sense. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. It would have been better if they'd focused it on, you know, show you the Justice League in the prologue doing a fight in our universe, then focus on the members that were there and how they're different. Yeah. But then, like I said, it gets really stupid when it's like Lois Lane is meeting Canterbury Cricket and Etrigan the Demon and Grifter and these characters that are, yeah. you know, Z-list DC characters that, fair play if you're a fan of them, you know, more power to you. But I'll be honest, I struggle to know even know who half of these guys were and I didn't care really ultimately you know um, yeah.
1: and even in the comic is that not the point why there are like 60 Titans, so that you can yeah. do every character to just go that's what they were doing in this time
0: if yeah in this altered
1: world <laughs> do that but like everything that is not necessary to the main storyline mm. cut it from the comic. not necessary it's too much
0: yeah. Although I did think it was good that they managed to fit as much as they did. You know, they fit basically all of the five issue thing into like an hour and 15 minutes. And I was I was pretty impressed that they managed to do that. Yeah. Uh, awesome. <clears throat> Related to the direction, then I want to talk briefly. I, I have some things down under visual effects, but it's kind of the direction as well. And it's only two notes. First of all. I really love the kind of sh- what I call the streaky fight between Thorne and Barry because it's just similar to in the TV show when you just see like streaks of light and then they're at the end of it fighting, a bit like a Tron sort of uh, fight. And uh, I love the epic final scene of the Flash like running towards the camera because I'm a sucker for that kind of ending. But yeah, that's really all I have on that. Um, so uh, are you happy to move on to the acting then now?
1: <laughs> I do.
0: Awesome, awesome. So um, yeah, you said yourself there's a couple of people. I'm assuming you mean... Justin Chambers, who plays yeah. The Flash, and Kevin McKidd, who plays Thomas yeah. Wayne, you said, were both on uh, Grey's Anatomy, yeah. so they're both known kind of TV actors. <laughs> so uh, were you impressed with your uh, Grey's Anatomy family on this thing? I... And
1: I think this is a popular opinion, but I was generally not that impressed with the voice acting most of the time. Oh, okay. I was... And, and I think it might be just a case of that. This is the normal standard of voice acting in the U S and I'm, <laughs> I'm just going into it, but I am used to a different style of voice acting. And I feel like it's, 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 it's partially a style issue. And mm-hmm. it, I don't know, I, it doesn't work for me. It, okay. It it's very it's very acted in a way it feels very tv show-esque like
0: Hmm.
1: it feels like what you would see in a tv show and i am used to when it's animated that you go a little more over the top have fun with it uh, be louder and it was very quiet and yeah quiet in general
0: I, I, I kind of agree with you, but I do think there are a few standouts that do, you know, bring that extra delay to it. Um, the first one, I think, C. Thomas Howell, who plays Thorn, Reverse Flash, Zoom, whatever you call him. I think he's really good, but he has too small of a role. Like I would have, I know he's not really part of the comic either until the very end, but I would have probably written in a little bit more for him to do because he plays that role incredibly well. And he gives off that sense of like real menace and hatred that you have to get from the Reverse Flash. Um, obviously Kevin Conroy as Batman is fantastic, but he's barely in it cause he's the main universe Batman. But I mean, even, you know, if there was just that line at the end about you're one heck of a messenger and he gets the message off his dad, that is already a fantastic performance cause it's Kevin Conroy, it's what he does. And, uh, I also thought Nathan Fillion who plays Hal Jordan was really good. Like he stands out as being a, you know, a step above most of the voice actors, um, but yeah, Justin Chambers, I think, as the Flash, is he's good at what he does in terms of he has to anchor everything, but he is a little bit overshadowed, um, which I think he's kind of acted off the screen whenever he's with Thomas Wayne or the Reverse Flash, unfortunately.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that could have been more dramatic. It, it felt a little bit. Yeah, maybe at times. Was... Um, what? Who I really liked. I I like Yo Yo. Yo Yo was amazing. She was mm. so fun in this little sequence. And I really liked Noah Allen. I oh, okay, cool. That was that was great. It was really, really yeah. good. Uh, one thing that does uh, always not, surprise not, me. Uh... Not only as Noah Allen, but also in the beginning as, as young Barry Allen. She oh, okay. Both cool. paths. I see. And That's fair enough. I think she was really, really good. Cool. Um
0: it's my standout. Sorry. The other thing that stands out to me, um, for a reason, and I'm always shocked, is that they've got Michael B. Jordan in this playing Cyborg. And I'm like, there's no way they could get that guy to do a a cartoon voice role now. This was clearly just before Creed, before he'd like really hit it the big time. And uh, yeah, he stands out for me because Cyborg's meant to be like the premier, the Superman of this altered timeline, the main hero. And he does, like every time I hear it, I'm just like, that's Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) He's like a proper superstar, you know? um did you notice that was him out of curiosity or um
1: i i can't say because i looked the voice cast up beforehand
0: oh, okay. fair enough fair enough that's okay then uh, also awesome. uh,
1: but i rec- but but i recognized this voice so I, yeah i can say it was not changed to something when, oh, yeah, oh yeah you can't notice that it yeah. was- I mean, it was just Michael B.
0: John doing... Yeah, but it you know, uses B. his star Jordan. power to be like, you can see why he's... You yeah. know, for me, at least. Maybe maybe that's me because I know how, how big he is now, like, leading into it. But, yeah, I think uh, it was cool anyway. Um, so did you uh, have any other notes on the acting, then, before we move on? Not really. I, I, I already said all my
1: negative thoughts about <laughs> it. Uh, Fair enough. I, I don't know. I, 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 I noticed that in other... US stuff as well. And I think it's probably just a thing that, I don't know how, but how, how, I mean, UK gets probably just always the same version as the US, so it doesn't matter mm. Um in this sort of thing
0: or other separate UK versions for animated stuff. No, no, we get the same as the US. It's the versions. same, no? yeah. Yeah. And it's often the same exact disc because they tend to have like an FBI warning in the front now. So with Blu-ray, okay. they don't even bother giving it a different region for us.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Be- because I noticed this in a lot of US animation that maybe it's just a style that they use that I just don't like. I don't know. I see. I'm, I'm, I'm just used to very over the top, exaggerated, fun details, really going for it, completely mm. going into it and in a way that you don't do in live action.
0: Yeah, but you you watch you watch a lot of um, like anime and Japanese animation though, right? You you're a fan of all that kind of thing, so you probably yeah.
1: But also <laughs> the the German dubs of it as well. Uh, okay. Over okay. the top and going I I wanted to take a look at if this had a German dub, but it doesn't. So I don't know if ah, that,
0: that sucks. I really wanted one, but to just, to just oh, look well.
1: how they how they did
0: it, but there isn't. You'll have to make one. You'll have to play all 150 roles yourself. (laughs) I do have a couple of notes just about the music, but it's really kind of self-explanatory just that, you know, it has really good heroic music as they fend off the government attacks and as Grifter and everyone's killed, it starts to swell and go all dramatic and it it does the same again when Thorne reveals that Barry's to blame and... You know, the, the music and effects when Barry enters the speed force again, do that kind of heroic bombastic thing, and uh that's really all I've got. Just it's very it's it's really good, it's not bad, but it's not like stand out, you know, oh I I wanna buy the soundtrack. It's just it does exactly what it's supposed to do. <laughs> so yeah. Any thoughts for me on the music or did you think the same thing? <laughs>
1: I, I can only judge music in a positive way and that is if I notice it. If I notice it then it's, then it's very positive and if I don't notice it then it's just it was there. I yeah. I don't remember one track of it.
0: Yeah, I it's don't. not especially so stand out now.
1: <laughs> so I mean so it was did what it needed to be
0: done. Yeah. Definitely. Nothing yeah. stand out. Um, The last note I have then before we get into our favourite character moment line etc Did you know that there's a post-credit sequence to this film and did you watch it? I did Ah Um, so what did you think of the incredibly brief post-credit scene of uh, a portal opening in space and parademons flooding
1: (laughs) I don't think of it (laughs)
0: <laughs> it was basically just to point out that they're setting up the equivalent of the, the new 52, but for the animated movies. So it was setting up the next animated movie and it's it's there to be like, okay, this is the point where we're starting our continuity all over again, just like the comics. But yeah, it's a kind of a nothing scene, especially if you've sat through all of the credits to get there. So as, as I said, uh, we, we're going to do what we do with uh, all of our movie reviews now and jump to our favorite character moment in line. Then we'll give the audience responses for what we actually have and then our conclusions. Uh, so, first of all, Toby, as the guest, uh, I'm coming, coming to you first. Who was your favorite character in uh, this animated movie?
1: I always forgot this, forget this, this question comes. Well, you can always just answer I'm it off never put on this part if you like. Um, who was my favorite character? I, Batman. The, the, uh, Tom's name, Batman.
0: <laughs> That's not surprising. I think a lot of people would have agreed with you on that one. <laughs> Um, that's fair enough. I, I went with Barry because I think I know you don't agree but I think he sells everything from the sadness to the determination to the heroism that, that Barry goes through so yeah I think uh, I, I really liked the, the Flash in, in the Flash movie. Um, do you have a favourite moment that springs to mind from the, from the movie? Um,
1: I I do have a sequence that I mm-hmm. actually two. One, one is both in the comic and in the movie and it's the sequence where everyone is like uh, at at the house of the shazam um kids okay i really like this sequence and one specifically from the movie was the extended superman sequence i really really not the sequence in on itself it's good but i really really enjoyed how they made how they extended it and made it so much better in the
0: movie i see Awesome. That's a cool answer. I like that. I like that. Um, Yeah, they definitely did. Um, For me, I just said it's really hard to beat the gut punch ending. Uh, The kind of the double blow of Barry remembering his other life and Batman telling him it's a gift and then Barry giving Batman the letter from his dad and him kind of crying. I was like, "That's. Yeah. there's so many things that are great, but it's that ending that I think really sticks with you specifically after the end of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And uh, not that you can necessarily remember, but do you? can you think of a single line that you thought was the best? Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: No, I'm trying to think. But I can't think of any
0: particularly good line. I can quote any, no. You can can just use the line of Superman going, friend. (laughs) 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 Uh, I I wrote it down because you kind of alluded to it earlier, but I thought this was a really good line and very well delivered. It's the reverse flash, Zoom saying, her hero, how noble, oh wait, you didn't stop JFK from getting assassinated or make sure Hitler stayed in art school. You saved your mommy, you missed her. And in a supreme act of selfishness, shattered history like a rank amateur, turned the world into a living hell, moments away from destruction. And I'm the villain. I just thought that was wow. Talk about your, your fantastic. I mean, about hitting monologues.
1: Out of all the tragedies to to name besides Hitler, it's the assassination
0: of JFK. I know, right? Well, <laughs> that's the one. The one second thing you want to mention. Well, yeah. I mean, they're Americans. That's all they can think of. Clearly. <laughs> But yeah, that's fair enough. Before we get to our conclusions, then I do have just two very brief uh, audience responses to this movie because uh, we do have a couple for the um, you know the comic overall and the anime. And the, sorry, the TV show. Uh, first of all, this is from sixty uh, two punks rule CW on Instagram. Uh, they just say the animated film had me wanting more each and every time I see it. What happens to Superman after the world dies? As he would most certainly have survived. Dark side manipulation with the word "friend." Possibilities are endless yeah okay uh and my usual co-host dk chimed in to say uh, i didn't mind the event so much but as until that point a lifelong dc reader what it led to was in my opinion an abomination the new 52 took a coherent universe and turned into what for the most part was image comics around 1995 and all for a sales bump that lasted only a few months it was such an aberration that they've been trying to on the thing for years now Dan Didio did what years of comic reading had until that point failed to do. It made mine marvel. Well done, Dan. Slow clap. I hope the revamped DC cinema universe has a better hand on the tiller. Uh, Don't mince your words, DK. (laughs) Yeah, um, it has to be said. I think that was, we haven't really touched on it, but that was the main, I guess, reason for Flashpoint is that it was in a similar way to how Crisis on Infinite Earths kind of reset continuity to Give everybody a jumping on point and you know, streamline the universe. The idea of Flashpoint was to start everything with this new 52, they called it, where it was 52 titles that would start from issue one, a whole new continuity. And it would the main difference was that it would merge the DC universe with the Vertigo and Wildstorm universes so that they would all be one combined thing. Now, um, DC do this all the time, they've done that since with Rebirth, and like I said, they did it with various crisis or crises and everything, but uh yeah in, in terms of we're not going to look too far into that but uh i will say that it was weird that the cw shows before we get onto that um adapted crisis on infinite earths really well and pretty you know a lot more faithfully when it came to it than flashpoint which was just like kind of throw away and adapted in a very uh you know minimalist way but that's neither you nor know, there so anyway i mean <laughs> um
1: I, I i i just i just say i'm completely biased because I just chose out of random new 52 as my starting point okay for 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 one big reason, I mean it's a starting point that's good and yeah. and there is already an ending point like a <laughs> another refresh. Mm. so so I have like a good amount of material between these so I can just go read yeah. a bunch every time I just feel like it.
0: And yeah, definitely, and I mean, oh, yeah, for as I much like uh, for as much as DC as uh, sorry as DK criticizes it, it is the new Fifty Two that basically is the one that they were working with with the Arrowverse, particularly with the TV version of the Flash. It seems to be the new Fifty Two versions of those characters and stuff that they they went with. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's a necessarily a complete failure, other than you know maybe there were some decisions that were wrong, and ultimately perhaps it was best not to just constantly keep on relaunching every few years, but. Again, they're still doing it, so what can we do? So, uh, do you have a conclusion and a score out of five, Toby, or shall I do mine while you gather your thoughts? <laughs> uh,
1: do yours first.
0: I... Okay. Um, so I just said, this is a brilliant, if overstuffed film. The fact that it manages to tell the whole Flashpoint story perfectly well in 80 minutes using just the core series shows what a rip-off the dozens of tie-ins to these event crossovers are. That said, the pace does sometimes feel a little bit too breakneck, with less room than I'd like to stop and breathe. The comic story might have been a gimmick to launch yet another DC retcon, but Jeff Johns and co managed to write a fascinating, captivating, and emotionally impactful story. The glimpse of this altered world is fascinating, but it's the personal costs that hit the hardest and give the story its real strength. Batman and Flash are the standouts, of course, but everyone gets a part to play. I think I'll be glad that the new movie will presumably be a bit more focused with less need for the ridiculous amount of characters or huge stakes. But for this movie, it works incredibly well. And I gave it four out of five stars. Ha, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, I think the concept is.
1: I mean, it's a pretty basic concept on the paper. It's executed very well. Um, yeah, I think the, the cameos are a bit, a bit too much, and it's a bit too fan servicey at times. Uh, and as I said, my biggest problem with animation, it's a little bit. Well, it gets a little unoriginal towards the end. I mean, in the comic, it's not as noticeable it is a little, but because of the way I mean, comics work, I think you just notice it less when the choreo is not on point, because I mean, a lot of comics are not just not that great with fighting and there's, mm. there's more of a out more often than um, just a consistent good quality, which I think is different for anim- animated stuff, I think there are a lot of great animated shows and battles, and besides Mm. all of that, the end just feels a little lackluster in particular, so that's my biggest problem. Uh, Story-wise, it it does everything pretty great, I think all the changes are cool, Um, although you have to sometimes get a little bit of a leap into that, and yeah, overall I quite liked it. I I would have given it 3.5
0: out of 5. Okay, cool um that's fair enough so that means that overall then since it's just the two of us the final score for justice league the flashpoint paradox would be 3.75 out of five so yeah. <clears throat> so not bad um before we jump on to our next thing which is going to be a tv episode uh just for a bit of a difference Um, did you have anything else you wanted to say about the comic before we move past it
1: no i i said
0: what i said awesome yeah me too like i said it's, it's basically just the same in almost every way. 90% of it's the same as the animated movie and everything that changed doesn't really affect anything. So you can kind of watch or read either way, I think, and you're going to pick it up. So awesome. So yeah, uh, the next thing we were going to do then as a special bonus, we wouldn't normally do TV, but I was intrigued to see how Flashpoint, again, ahead of the new movie, was adapted by the Flash TV series. So uh, I asked Toby and I decided myself to watch episode one of season three of The Flash because it is called Flashpoint and it is another adaptation of the same story. Uh, So... Yeah, um, as I say, we're going to do uh, much the same way, kind of just we'll do it by sections and try not to take too long with it since it's only a 45 minute episode. But uh, did you have anything you wanted to say before we start with any of that, uh, Toby? I I don't have anything particular in the beginning to say, but
1: I just want to say that I liked a lot of the, I like the way it
0: adapted to the story. So mm, it's going to be definitely. positive for the most part. That's fair enough then. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So uh, in terms of the writing and the plot, then the first thing that it's worth noticing is that um, because I'm going to jump in with writing and plot first. The first uh, change is that Barry's decision to go back in time and alter history is prompted in this version by the death of his father, who has just been killed at the end of season two by Zoom not the same person as Reverse Flash in the TV show. Don't get me started, that's a whole other confusing mess. But yeah, (laughs) all we need to know is that Barry was, you know, he remembers what he did and it was just sheerly because he'd lost both of his parents at that point and decided he was going to go back and change things. Uh, We see him wake up in this changed reality where there's a new new Flash that we would come to know as Kid Flash. It's Wally West. And Iris doesn't know Barry except from school because he never actually lived with her in this timeline since, uh, you know, he wouldn't have lost his parents. yeah. Uh, so Thorn explains that this is basically uh, this reality is nothing but a mirage, and it's a fiction that will end them. Uh, that Barry is selfish to let other people risk their lives, and the common enemy that's coming for them is time. So, uh, any thoughts on uh, on sort of the way Barry and Thorn handle the uh, the change timeline in this one, Toby? Um,
1: I do want to say one thing beforehand because yes. the the way it, it is introduced that that it happened because his dad died. Um, I think this is a way better starting point to do that than the the film and the comics, because in the film and comics, it's just like, the mother is dead since, I don't know how many years exactly. Um, And it's like, he gets provoked by reverse play and then he sort of decides to do that. On the anniversary, Wonder and while birthday. I don't, uh, I wouldn't say it doesn't work. I think the immediate idea of now he has lost both his pounds, so he now he goes back to save one of them. I think works a lot better.
0: I agree, and I I do also think it's um it's a better change in this version. I prefer that Barry actually remembers what he's done from the start. Because i didn't like in the in the comic and the animated movie that he just he's not aware that it was his fault that the world changed i prefer him kind of knowing it and then having to come to the realization of like oh look at what is happening because of me um but he has to live with that for a while first instead of being kind of unaware and uh, you know i kind of like that he basically has thorn captured because he's aware that it was reverse flash that killed his mum you know has been the whole time in this in this version and so he keeps him kind of locked up so that he can't hurt anyone. And you have that kind of almost Hannibal Lecter thing where he's visiting Thorn to give him food and stuff, and Thorn's like, "This is gonna go badly, Flash. Just so you know, you are gonna beg me to kill your mum." And I'm like, "That I, I missed that kind of dynamic in the the other versions that you, you kind of get here." But um, you say the same.
1: I I think that only works in in, in the TV version because the alternate alternative version the TV version is so different from. Mm. The the way the alternative version in the movie and the storyline works because in the, in the movie and in the comic it's a very bad doomsday version, so yeah. having him remember it in the start wouldn't really work I think because it's it's I already see. a version that's so bad that you know it wouldn't be hard to ask the question why wouldn't he in the beginning just undo it. especially because it's in in the beginning it's it's made very clear that not not only is like europe in danger like it's going to come come over as well yeah at some point i think so yeah yeah. so you kind of need that forgetting that it happened to to actually live out this here you don't need here you don't need it because this alternative version is not completely horrible it no, is well, not mostly... at first. <laughs> so it kind of works that he remembers it and goes, No, I actually enjoy this alternative version. Mm. And uh, that he, out of his own choice, keeps uh, wants to stay there for now. Uh, yeah. It wouldn't work with a complete doomsday version. And this is, I mean, as much as this has, gets a little bit more bad later on it never goes into doomsday word ending
0: status no it's i mean it's implied that it probably would have done if he'd left it longer because you also have the same it does do the same thing that the comic does where he says that like his memories are being overwritten to this new reality and eventually he'll forget the original yeah. timeline the way it was but that that would be catastrophic because time itself would catch up with you because it doesn't like the idea of being changed basically um which you know it's not really explicit and it's kind of hinted at in other episodes of the show that time would try and correct its error but like you said all we really get is three months of barry living happily and kind of working up the courage to ask out iris and living with his parents and so yeah everything's kind of fine until until it's not basically
1: yeah and and the the problems i'm mostly focused that that barry himself has a problem moving forward it's not like 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 he, he will forget what happened but that's not a problem for the universe that's a problem for him he yeah. doesn't want that like if time catches up and he just forgets everything the word. i, I don't think it's sad that the world is that's going to go boom or something or universe is just ending no it's it's a problem for him and yeah
0: that becomes yeah.
1: increasingly more difficult to solve
0: yeah I think, yeah, that's the thing, but it's kind of like he would know, he knows that he would, well, he would lose his powers first of all, because unlike, again, the original version, he has his powers uh, when he's changed the timeline, which again doesn't make a whole bunch of sense, but we'll go with it, because he's losing them anyway. Um, Because, yeah, really, once he changed the timeline, he should never have been hit with the lightning or had the particle accelerator explosion that gave him his powers, but again... You know, we, we'll buy the explanation that it took a few months for time to catch up and make him lose his powers. I guess. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's all—it's
1: also that uh, we see in this version, like he—he he just doesn't. It's not like he wakes up in this new reality and, and suddenly, like, moving forward, he comes through a portal into this yeah. universe. So, yeah. So, yeah. so it's not like he has, well, quote unquote, lived in this universe forever How no that, i don't know if how things... that works but at, le- at least he comes into that universe so we can go more we can believe more that he keeps his powers at first then yeah his, of course before we said of where am i
0: yeah no that makes sense because he kind of it did strike me as weird that like he does that with thorn instead of dealing with him in the time when he stops him killing his mummy, he, he races him back to the future, no pun intended, and goes back to his time, which has now changed. And it's kind of like, why would you run him, you know, decades into the future, other than that's where you're from? But you could have, I don't know, it's kind of weird. But and it, again, it doesn't really explain the cool thing about, does he get the memories of this world of living with his parents, which was a nice part of the original that I don't think you really get here because it doesn't tell you one way or the other, really, uh, whether he remembers it. Um, at least not that I remember. But yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, I do like that. Although a lot of people don't like this, but I do like the kind of the the you know epic romance angle that it gives Barry and Iris. Where even though they haven't really met yet in this timeline, she gets the sense of like this is what love feels like. Maybe some people are meant to be together, kind of thing. So I'm so glad I hated this so much. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought it felt like so
1: much like, oh, it was destiny that in every yeah. timeline I was a very have to get together. It's like, oh my God. Like the feeling of something is off is fine to go because it's from the original timeline. So I can get behind saying, oh, they feel like something is off. And I could get behind the, oh, I kept agreeing to this date, even though normally I wouldn't. But in the mm-hmm. end, they where they have like a talk between them two. In 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 the in the labs where they go mm-hmm. off and then in the hallway just talk. It is so strongly applied that it, it implied that it's it's destiny and it always has was meant to be this way and that was too much. Like oh, I could I have that. just done with the oh something is off and you know I agree to this even though I normally wouldn't, but I didn't need it to be that much destiny.
0: <laughs> yeah i love that because i i i love i'm a sucker for any time it's like it's all the power of love and like i said i loved that it explained it with the line of iris saying "We're, we're something else to each other in that world aren't we because this this is what love feels like so i must therefore you know clearly i loved you in this other world and that was still strong enough to kind of fight through the timelines i guess but uh yeah plus i just thought that like um Grant and Candace had really incredible chemistry in this episode. Like, they don't, I don't always buy their chemistry as Barry and Iris, but in this episode, I was like, yeah, there's, there's a heat between them, definitely, for sure. Um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, what did you think? This is a really weird point, but what did you think of the choice of the rival as the villain sort of that they would be dealing with in this alternate world? Because it's a very weird choice. <laughs> I mean, I don't
1: mind it really because i feel like in the story like whoever was going to be the villain was really just not the main focus
0: so like it could have been anyone so why not? oh yeah Yeah, yeah. it could have been but i think it kind of it had to be actually it had to be a speedster but it couldn't be any of the main people they wanted to use as like a big you know ongoing big bad for the whole season thing. Um, but yeah, it's weird because the rival in the comics is actually an enemy of the original Jay Garrick Flash, so he's like a golden age kind of character, and it was so weird seeing him adapted in this way, but like you said, it's he, he doesn't really... It, it, he gets, you know, an importance to the plot, especially as you go into the next episode, but it really could have been anybody. It was just somebody for Wally to fight as the Flash, so that Reverse Flash could be like, you're letting Wally risk his life instead of you, um, And then, you know, almost gets killed. <laughs> but yeah. yeah um yeah fair enough uh in terms of the other changes then what did you think because again they had the they kind of could do what the comic did and that they could change everything knowing it was going to be changed back but obviously they only really have the flash characters to play with but they did do that thing where cisco in this uh, universe is a billionaire you know who doesn't want anything to do with the flash and caitlin is just a a, a child's dentist (laughs) i think she was a doctor. That's right, a kiddie eye doctor. That's right. Sorry, my mistake. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's like you, you get enough of a change, I think, that you're like, this is a weird alternative world, but it's not like, you know, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are destroying everything. Um, but I like this because it's it's kind of more personal and it's nice to see characters that you've kind of come to know over two years and see how different they can be and be like, this is so weird, <laughs> you know? Um, did you think the same or not? I,
1: well... What, what I really love is, is how how she is just, uh, through this whole time, isn't sure if she's just kid or not. <laughs> Am I kidding? <laughs> so
0: Am I free to go? So <laughs> yeah. Because it's so weird that out of nowhere he's just like, I know who I have to go and get, and just grabs Caitlin randomly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, that's kind of really all I have in terms of the uh, sort of overall plot, because actually a lot of it is... Flashpoint. So we've kind of touched on it, but did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? I, I yeah, I have. I,
1: I want to say that I actually really like how this is a universe that's, um, in a lot of ways just not that it's not a doomsday universe. In a lot of ways, it's not a bad universe, even even for Barry himself, mm-hmm. outside of the forgetting memory stuff. That's like. But, like, the way the universe is, it, it's not horrible for him. Like, it's, it's not the best universe ever, but it's it's manageable. And he still wants to go back. And I really like the, the lesson behind it, that, you know, you don't have to paint a doomsday universe to make a character appreciate what they have in the real universe. You can just yeah. go with a slightly different universe that has good things and bad things both uh, yeah. but it's still different from the universe he is from and he still wants to go back to the uni- to the universe he is from because he has all these all these relationships in the wow. old universe and all
0: these I don't even think stuff. it's that so much as like it, it it kind of explicitly points out that he's going back because Wally's about to die and it's like oh I can't you know I can't let anybody else die for me especially yeah, when it's but my I... fault you know
1: but this, this, is stupid. This, that's why I ignored that. <laughs> I hate it. I, 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 did get that a little, but I was like, maybe I just overlooked this and we pretend it yeah. didn't happen. I mean, because there's, that there's would be a little it. bit of, yeah, a little bit simple. I thought.
0: I think it. Yeah, it's kind of annoying that it needs. It it feels like it needs that to kind of hold your hand as as like yeah. this is the big stakes. Is that if he stays in that timeline? Wally will die, and but that then again, there are other things that we haven't touched on, like the fact that Joe West in this universe is basically an alcoholic and a bum yeah. and doesn't care for his job and doesn't talk to Iris, and so they're miserable, kind of thing. So, and then even Cisco, even though he's a billionaire and you would think it's a good thing, he's basically a bit of an a hole, <laughs> yeah, so uh, he doesn't want to get involved with anything, and uh, yeah, so and and he's
1: yeah, <laughs> and honestly, I totally believe, totally believe that with time. Barry could have stayed there and probably built the same flash team again. I think this would have... I, I totally saw that as a possibility of happening that this would be the future that this would go in if he stayed. But it, it, it it's just not the original. It's just not his original friends. Even though he, he could stay and work on it and probably get the team together. I think he could. But he doesn't want to because... I mean, it's not original. It's not the way
0: it was. I think it's um, it's also the fact that it's it's kind of it goes back to that Spider-Man idea of like he doesn't want anybody else to have to face his responsibility. And if he loses his powers, he's not the Flash in this world. Wally is, and Wally's already dead. So at this point, you actually have no Flash. <laughs> so that's kinda it's kind of like, well, fun. yeah. <laughs> at this point, I have to go back because I've got that's this power as- and I'm the one that mucked it up. So I've got to go back so that I can protect everything. I guess as the Flash. So. Yeah, that's that's bit, um, yeah, anyway, uh, so did you have any thoughts before I jump into my little tiny few notes about the direction of the episode? Not that there's much, because TV direction is very... You're just following what's already established, but yeah. Um, no, I, I have said everything I wanted to say. I only have a couple of notes. First of all, um, I both appreciate and I'm annoyed by the fact that they use the Back to the Future Timeline diagram to explain things because it's such it's such the most basic thing and yet I can't argue with it because it makes the most sense when he's like, let me just draw this for you. This is the original timeline. This is the cutoff point where I changed everything and this is our timeline. And I'm like, All right, I'll, I'll give you this once.
1: Okay, to, to add to that, I, I just love how how he writes on the glass because it's what they do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah and Cisco's just like don't do that but yeah, yeah. And the only other thing i have is that towards the final fight i really thought it was good when um they kind of have the tornadoes happening and first of all i do love that uh, they have Cisco he's like some kind of weather wizard because <laughs> you know hint of uh, Cisco naming the bad guys even though it's not the same guy but um yeah i love that he got the pep talk and then barry i, I thought there were really good effects during the fight with the rival when he's fighting facing the tornadoes and then having to like speed fight with him and stuff for TV effects, I thought they were really good, um, but I will say I think it's it's so obvious that it's that Claris, the rival, has to reveal himself because you're gonna have to have them know who he is in this in the next episode because there's no reason at the start of that fight for him to take off his cowl and be like, "My name's Edward Claris." Rivals should know each other's names, and I'm like, "Ooh, that is so clunky!" Like, there's there's no reason why he would randomly do that, but yeah, why not? I guess, um, yeah. Any other thoughts from you on the direction?
1: I mean, to the last point, I, like even without it, I I think it was because that doesn't happen. It's so weird and out of left field. I I just think it's it's a fun idea to just go. This this villain just wants to know who the heroes are. <laughs> it's like okay, so, why not? Yeah. I mean, it's an alternative universe, so, you know, why not have No, I know, but I mean, like,
0: um, do do I, was, I was telling you that I've watched ahead to the next episode and it's it's kind of vital to the next episode that they know who Edward Claris is because the point is that they kind of, the, the new villain is giving people that had powers in Flashpoint, yeah. powers in the, the other timeline. So they have to know that when the rival appears, Barry has to be like, his name is Edward Claris. <laughs> he remembers <laughs> that so exactly. And I'm like, all right, calm down. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, true as well. Yeah. Um, did you have any thoughts on the acting? Because I have a lot of, uh, you know, mostly positive thoughts on the acting in this one.
1: I, I don't have anything specific, but I just want to say everyone did a good job. I think I, I, I don't yeah. remember anything negative. Like, yeah, there wasn't really any. I I do think Barry and Iris are both well acted. Mm-hmm. As as the couple until the point where they like literally with very big bold letters write destiny over them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but that's a writing issue. <laughs> They're not at fault yeah. for. That. You either buy that or you don't really though. But yeah, that's that's the writing, isn't it? Really, <laughs> I yeah. that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I just have a few. I I love Grant Gustin as the Flash. I think he's a really good actor, and he's fantastic in that role. I do too. So I kind of love how he starts off with. You know he's almost mocking thorn and he's like i have everything back that you and zoom took from me and then by the end he's like everybody's paying for my happiness and he has to kind of see his parents one last time and it kind of breaks your heart as he kind of flashes and sees that new you know the new universe going away and everything um you know i i kind of yeah it's 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 really sad but i think again relating to what you were saying about how the flash of the animated film didn't stand out all that much i think grant Augustine, on the other hand, really stands out as, as being the lead of this. And, yeah. you know, the the effect of even though the changes aren't like apocalyptic, the effect, I think, is way more heartfelt on him than it would be on the others. So Because okay. it's way more personal because no, not because
1: it's way more personal, because
0: all, almost all of it is personal. Yeah, I think that's exactly. Um, but yeah, related to that, I have to say, I think Matt Letcher, who plays uh, the reverse Flash here, is so good. He's probably very, for me the best actor in the episode because it's the way he plays the kind of the absolute hateful like malice towards him and like he's, he's like one day soon barry you'll be begging me to kill her again and then he actually does like oh i want you to actually say it oh you have to kill my mom my pleasure and then when he's dragging barry he's like oh i wish i could kill you but uh today i get to be the hero <laughs> so i was like this dude he is he is selling me on hating him so dang much, you know <laughs> it's a, yeah and uh, Yeah, other than that, I've just said, as I've mentioned already, Barry and Iris have great chemistry and it's great seeing the changes in Joe West, both in the Altered Universe and in the changes when he goes back and uh, you get to him saying, where's Iris? And Joe going, that ain't funny, you know they don't talk kind of thing, so I loved all that. So, any other thoughts from you on that then?
1: No, 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 but but I agree with you, Gwen Casson is really good at as The Flash, overall, just not, in, not only this episode, but overall. I'm kind of fed up though with people saying he should be the movie Flash. Like no, like I, I get where they come. Yeah. Like I get where they're coming from, no, uh, because I mean he was on a TV show and it's like a, it's a long running TV show, but TV is always a little bit underappreciated, I think, especially because it was on CW. And,
0: yeah. So, so yeah. I get
1: where they're coming from with, with the idea of put him in a big movie, more exposure and no? all. But I also kind of want to see someone else doing the part.
0: Like, yeah, I think it wouldn't be as bad if it time. wasn't for the fact that um, we currently just want anybody other than the guy who's playing The Flash yeah. to be The Flash right now. So at this point, it's like, just get anybody else. That, <laughs> we don't care. Yeah.
1: That's fair. And, and like a cameo, I'm always open for a cameo. Why not? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. That is that is cool. Would be cool. But not as the main picture. Like, Find someone else, yeah. find someone else, someone that's new, um, especially have... because he's, he has done the part so long, it's like how many yeah, years, ten years has this show run, it's not like he made one season that got unfortunately cancelled and it's like, okay, it's give him another shot, no, yeah. he had a
0: good one. so, yeah, fair enough, someone else.
1: Um, I don't like this cool. discussion,
0: so I didn't want to talk too much about the TV show, so I only have like a handful of other notes, but, um, so the first thing I have to mention is, what did you think of? I really love the kind of cool endings you get to the TV show because they can they can end on big cliffhangers. So I love that you see the chorus of our reality wake up and then Alchemy is just scratched in his mirror because I was like, "Ooh, intriguing! I want to see where this is going next." Um Yeah, what did you think of that?
1: I mean, it's an okay cliffhanger. Yeah. Why not? I, I was not. I mean, where is this going? I. I think we could kind of expect where this is going oh i don't know i think it
0: was very different than what you would expect personally <laughs> but yeah <laughs> um yeah i don't know it's, I, it's just i i appreciated that it was um it, it doesn't immediately explain every change to this reality like it gradually takes a couple of episodes to tell you everything that's changed when barry's tried to put it all back but the fact that it uses the flashpoint timeline as a way to get you kind of all the villains including the main villain for this season in that like the the bad guys are basically taking people that had powers in the other timeline and giving them powers here and uh so that kind of relates it all back to flashpoint and barry without having to have that last longer than just one episode i guess so i kind of liked what they did with that to, to adapt it that way
1: i i i really like before that the cliffhanger with uh joe and i was not talking to each other i think that would have been a really cool cliffhanger go oh not everything is good and then you can kind of (laughs) guess oh is it it, it completely wrong or is it just a little wrong what is going on yeah i would have liked that
0: more yeah i would say the same but having watched ahead that's resolved immediately in the next episode which is kind of annoying yeah (laughs) i i know that okay (laughs) i i barely remember what happened only barely yeah, I, I don't know. I kept on watching for a couple of episodes because I like The Flash, and I was like, ah, oh, man, I forgot how good these episodes are. But yeah. Um, yeah, I do find it amusing that literally the very next scene at the start of the next episode is him running to Felicity and being like, what's changed? What have I done? <laughs> so, <but> yeah. <laughs> and then the weirdest change is just changing the gender of John Diggle's baby for no apparent reason. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> and and, and that just. I remember that this was like a huge point for quite a couple yeah. of episodes, I think. And it's like, yeah. oh my God.
0: <laughs> and it's what's even my weirder God. is that then by the end of The Flash, when Oliver gets this reality changing power, he just makes it that they have a boy and a girl at the end. So it's even more pointless. <laughs> yeah, very weird. <laughs> but yeah, I've mentioned already the VFX from the rival fight I thought were really good. I I didn't have any real notes on the music except that it got me with the kind of sad moment when he's saying goodbye to his parents. Um, But I'm guessing you're probably going to feel the same as the animated film, like it was just there, kind of thing. It was there. Yeah. (laughs) The only other things I have are just references, basically, that I have in my other section. Um, The news channel at the start of the episode is channel 52. (laughs) Haha, I get what you did there. And uh, they make references to the kid Flash, obviously, and to him having a fortress like Superman, where he basically has as a lair. And uh, yeah, so uh, super quickly, do you have a favorite character moment in line from the episode that you can think of?
1: Mm. I I do really like the the multiple sequences between Flash and Reverse Flash in this episode. (laughs) I mean, it's not like the one sequence that stands out, but it's like the multiple that both upon each other t- towards the end of the episode. I think they are great.
0: Yeah, I, I agree as well. But um, yeah, so I, I didn't really have anything sort of separated in the way we normally do for for these sections. But I just said my favorite character was Barry, which is pretty self-explanatory. Um, my favourite scene was the rival fight at the end, as I've already kind of alluded to, and my favourite line is the Reverse Flash just saying, "Now who's the villain, Flash?" Because again, it's, there's a version of that in like all of these Flashpoint <laughs> stories, um, and there better be something like that in the movie. So yeah, any other thoughts from you on uh, characters, moments, and lines that you liked? No, I... no. Cool. Uh, well, I have a very brief audience interaction section that I can go to. Okay, then. Okay. This is uh, this is just from DK uh tk says uh it was okay for what it was but i think they had better storylines in the show i remember the cisco thing i quite like that element of it yeah it wasn't too bad for what it was uh, if you're not sure basically it's it's the idea that cisco in the altered timeline has lost his brother he's been killed uh, but barry won't go back in time and change that for him and cisco basically took a major huff for half a season about that so yeah <laughs> so Uh, Do you have a conclusion on the score out of five for for the Flash episode Flashpoint?
1: I think in the context this was done uh, in the series, it adapted the story really well. Um, Yeah, I mean, you you could have not... I mean, you have to change a lot of things because a lot of things are just not... This The story uh, in the comics is so different and builds upon so many things that I don't... I mean, with a lot of Justice League characters that you just could not get into the story.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: So it has to change a lot, and I think it does do that very well. It, I think it does probably do it for the most part in the best way it was possible to do it in mm-hmm. the context of the show. Yeah, okay. Uh, score 4.5 out of 5. I think... Awesome was really well done in the context of the
0: show. That's cool. Uh, I said more or less the same. I just said it's hard to judge it as a single thing outside of the season-long arc, but I do slightly prefer the tighter focus on Barry slash The Flash than the movie and comic give you. As a faithful adaptation of Flashpoint, it naturally fails because, as you said, there's so much that you can't feature. But as a plot that uses it to be a clever springboard for the TV show, it's handled well, and I would say covers the most important beats. The acting is incredible. The story is plenty interesting. And as an episode of a TV show that I really enjoy, I would have given it four out of five. So as I said, therefore it would make uh, the Flash episode Flashpoint would get a four point two five out of five from us if we were rating it the way we do movies. So very good, I think it's uh, safe to say. I do think it's
1: it's interesting that they did this storyline so early in the show, like it's the beginning of season three.
0: Yeah, and as I was kind of alluding to earlier, I do find it really weird that you get Flashpoint several years before Crisis on Infinite Earths when they were like, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths was decades before Flashpoint in the comics. But uh, yeah, they adapt that one a bit better anyway.
1: So. But obviously they they couldn't have known how long the show was going. to. No. Like. No. But, uh, but yeah. it's, it's still like now that there's like nine seasons, season three to do Flashpoint. Which kind of lives off the idea that there is a huge history behind.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but like I work. said, they were kind of they were doing the new 52 stories, and that was the starting point. So in a way, it's kind of like, it's weird that they didn't get to it until season three, but I see what you mean. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So uh, any other last thoughts on uh, Flashpoint or potential things that you're looking forward to in the Flash movie then? Um,
1: last thoughts on the episode, not really have, having any... To the movie i i think what i expect is it's going to be a middle ground between the animated movie and the tv show it's, yeah i think it's going to be a lot closer than the tv show because it has has the possibility to do that the tv show just did not the, the cinematic universe has a lot more possibilities. Yeah, we we already know that there are some changes being made, for example, with Batman. But yeah, I I think it's still going to be a lot closer than the TV show and I don't know what specifically I expect. I I am going to be interested in in, in the way they do the end sequence. I think that's going to be really the thing where it's going to be interesting because it's supposed to be boot the universe.
0: So. Yeah, exactly. Which even with the kind of changes in the Flash TV show, the Arrowverse was largely the same. I think after after Flashpoint, it wasn't like everything was different and you'd rebooted the whole thing. But no, yeah, exactly. yeah. In that way, I think it's a lot more like the way the Arrowverse did Crisis and the way that that hand was handled in the comics, where it's going to be literally you know, things were post-Crisis and pre-Crisis and I think it's going to be that, you know, this is the end of one continuity, one universe, the start of another. And I think it might also, I expect that it'll probably also do what they did with Crisis on Infinite Earths in terms of, they're almost certainly going to visit other timelines and see cameos from other versions of DC characters and stuff because why wouldn't you if you have the chance to do that if you're doing a multiverse movie and they've seen how popular that is. Having literally just came yesterday from watching uh, Across the Spider Verse, seems to be all the rage at the moment. <laughs> doing multiverses, so yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I think it, it'll be yeah. that with a bit of Flashpoint, but I think it's going to have a much tighter focus on like from all the publicity you can see, it's basically Flash, the other version of Flash that's probably going to turn out to be a bad guy, Batman and Supergirl. So I think that's going to be the the main characters in it. Yeah. So um, any uh, yeah, any? Uh, do you think it's going to be uh? Something that we'll enjoy because it's getting rave reviews all of a sudden out of the uh, promos and early preview screenings.
1: Um, I think I would, I, I think I would probably enjoy this movie. Like, I don't think I would love this movie, mm. but I think I would enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I'm intrigued to see what everyone's talking about in terms of the way they're raving about it. If it is just a matter of. People are loving certain cameos, or it does something unexpected because, like I said, I haven't, I don't know any spoilers other than what's officially been revealed. So, I'm interested to see what I'm going to think of this one. Uh, hopefully, I'll have watched it by the time this comes out or be about to. So, yeah, um, yeah. awesome. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll be uh, watching another DC film, even though the universe will be rebooted. We've got Blue Beetle coming up in August, and then, obviously, Aquaman at the end of the year, which is not getting as good of a response, but still. Yeah, so. Th- that's a little awkward, isn't it? To yeah. Watch. Thanks uh, again, Toby, yeah. for joining me to discuss all nerdy comic book-related stuff on the, on the podcast. And uh, you have another one coming up with us later in the year, talking about comic-related yeah. stuff, I'm sure. <laughs> there is. It's, it's, it's like one of
1: those TV shows that we did in the last episode that there's a new season coming. Always when I'm here, it's like, we have already new stuff planned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, we or, like, a... or like the, the Marvel title sequence. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I should, I should do that. I should work on putting a writing. It's like, Toby will return in. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Or a Guardian three fun. ending The spectacular <laughs>
1: Toby will return. <laughs> You should do that for everyone who's already (laughs) flat.
0: Awesome. So uh, do you have somewhere that people can find you if they're looking for you on the internet?
1: I haven't had anything to find last time and now I even quit Twitter so there's like even less.
0: Fair enough. I think everyone's doing the same but uh, you can always find uh, me in the podcasts and uh, some information for DK, our usual co-host, in the episode descriptions below. Uh, Yeah, or... You know, just look around. We're around on the internet, or we're always here and uh, doing silver screen podcast episodes. Do go over if you haven't uh, and follow our sister podcast here on Miss Star Trek. We are currently uh, just in the start of our fourth continuing series, reviewing Klingon related episodes. You can catch those now, as well as, hopefully, Trekker Mind, if my uh, editor has come through for me. Uh, you can catch, yeah, Star Trek-related Mastermind and uh, see who won our second series of that this year. Uh, but we will be back with the Silver Screen podcast, fear not. Uh, our next episode will be dropping on June the 29th, and it will be another tie-in to a big upcoming movie, as myself and my good friend Steve Brown will be reviewing Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, yeah, let's... Uh, Let's not talk too much about the response to the new Indiana Jones movie, which, again, hasn't been great. But uh, we're still going to see it, and hopefully it's good, and we have Raiders to look forward to and uh, look back on with that. So, yeah, that said, uh, hopefully we can all enjoy the Flash movie and uh, reconvene and see what's happening with it. And otherwise, uh, I will see you guys all here for the next episode, and uh, you can catch Toby soon. Bye, Toby. Bye. (laughs) uh, Yeah, remember, in the epic words of Arnie, We'll be back. I'll be back. You have been listening to the Silver Screen Podcast, hosted by Michael Wilson and DK.
1: Created, produced, and edited by Michael Wilson. Behind-the-scenes sections and additional material produced by DK. Music by Timeless Journey. More information can be found at soundcloud.com forward slash timelessjourney. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Silver Screen Podcast, or look for the Silverscreen Podcast under Facebook groups. Links to all our social media accounts and more are in this episode's description. This podcast is available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Just look for Silver Screen, hit or miss Star Trek. This has been a Mike's Podcast production. Copyright 2022.